You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. I call upon my ancestors to judge me and my clan. Welcome to Modern Myth Moments, little snippets and ideas brought to you by the Anarchaeologist, that's me. And today's topic, I want to briefly talk about somebody who is not widely respected in a lot of archaeological circles, but he's doing something right. I'm talking about Mr. Graham Hancock, British journalist and writer who is widely maligned in both archaeological and sceptic circles. His 1995 book, Fingerprints of the Gods, made the claim that there was some highly advanced civilization, which ended up being the so-called mother culture of all civilizations throughout the Earth. Obviously, DNA studies, linguistic studies, and just our understanding of how populations work mean that this idea of a highly advanced civilization being the mother culture is not really where the evidence points. But for some reason, Graham Hancock has his fans, and a lot of them, and he seems to be much more able to pick up new fans and get people interested than many of other archaeologists with their facts and their evidence and their research. The question is, do we actually even need to be right for people to get interested in what we're doing? With the release of his newest book, Graham Hancock went on the Joe Rogan podcast, which as we know is a very respectable news outlet to be on. And uh, what's quite interesting here is that in amongst everything, One of the things that I find most profound was the following thing. I know this is not a a comment that will go down well with many people, but I am strongly opposed to nationalism. I I don't see any virtue in nationalism. It is an accident of birth, which nation you were born in. It was nothing that you did for your own merit. You didn't earn that. You were born by accident in, in a particular nation. And this is something that I strongly agree with. I do not believe that nationalism is something that we need to galvanize ourselves around. I think the idea of nationalism is inherently one that puts out other people, and for no good reason. But interestingly enough, I still don't agree with Graham Hancock's wider premise on the mother culture, because the evidence really isn't there. However, what Graham here is saying is he's talking about something that people want to hear. They want to know that it's okay to be dissimilar to other people. And he goes on. That we are all one family, that humans are intimately interconnected all around the world, that you can go to the remotest area of the Amazon jungle and find the same hopes, the same fears, the same dreams that we have in industrialized cities shared by the hunter-gatherers in the, in, in the middle of the Amazon. So our 
similarities as human beings and what we share in common at the emotional level and the level of love and at the level of heart are far more important than our differences that are defined by the nation or the political group in which we, in which we grew up in. Graham here is making a very, very good point. And I think we should be prepared to say when people we don't like or we wish would put their ideas differently, we need to acknowledge that sometimes they do hit the mark. And I think it is very important that people realize that humans are of the same species, that the differences between us are nominal, superficial. And what hopefully will happen is that more people will question things like race, like gender, things that nominally separate us, but don't actually have a lot of uh, physical or biological meaning. Um, so I think this is, on the whole, very, very good. I'm glad that Graham is out there talking like this with a following. I mean, he could easily, easily go into right-wing hackery and talk about the biological human biodiversity, but he doesn't. He actually does the opposite. And for that, I commend him. However, there are a few things that I don't 100% agree with him. And when I, when I say I'm against nationalism, I need also to make clear that does not mean, and I hope I'm not taken out of context by others who are listening to this, that does not mean I'm in favour of world government. I detest governments. That's another thing we need to grow out of. We don't need governments anymore. If we have them, they should have a very minimal role uh, in our society. I think it's possible for the human race to relate as one family without leaders and governments who are exploiting the worst aspects of our character, the lowest common denominator of our society, deliberately encouraging fears and hatreds and suspicion. What responsible leaders should be doing is encouraging love and unity and their Failure to do that, in my view, disqualifies them from the leadership role entirely. And that's why I've often said I would not, uh, I would like to see a situation in which no head of state can be appointed to that position unless he or she has first had 12 sessions of ayahuasca. <laughs> that would be the condition. Don't even bother applying for the job if yeah. you haven't done this. And we have to be there where you have it. And we have to be. We <laughs> want to see that you're drinking every drop. Yes. And we want an experienced shaman present yes. who's really going to guide you through the, through the journey. And I suspect that that would be a transformative experience for many of our political class. And so here Graham is talking about um, giving politicians a bad trip and hopefully... In that, they will rediscover themselves. Um, Aru Ayawara, I'm not really very good at pronouncing it, it has the active ingredient DMT, which is um, hallucinogenic. It's a psychotropic drug that apparently offers mind-altering experiences. Now, what I find very interesting here is that Graham Hancock is talking about basically anarchist principles. I'm, I'm, I mean, like, hey, comrade... <laughs> Comrade Hancock, get on board. What's interesting is that within this, Graham doesn't seem to talk about any materiality. So my biggest criticism of Graham Hancock is that while a lot of the time the political class and who we call politicians and those in power do um, exploit people, 
that exploitation is very much tied to how people exist in an economy. So it's it's very difficult to say that somebody's being exploited politically without acknowledging that because they have to work for a wage, they're also being exploited. I mean, one forms the other. The idea that, for example, politics is devoid from economics, that politics can ever have a an, like an effect on economics is a bit superficial and naive. And this is where I think Graham could kind of... Uh, Maybe do some reading. But on the whole, what does Graham actually do here as an individual? He's not really talking about his book in this bit. He doesn't need to talk about what his research is about. He doesn't need to talk about the facts that he's brought up. Instead, he has to, he makes conversation about what he believes, what he's passionate about. Now, interestingly enough, his ideas about the mother culture, about everybody coming from the same stock, does lead itself to kind of argue that we aren't so different from one another, which I think is a good thing, especially in the sense that we are being split up along different economic lines, racial lines, national lines. I think it's important to have this. But what's the point in talking about what Graham Hancock has to say on the Joe Rogan podcast? I'll tell you what the point is. The point is that archaeology right now is not engaging with people properly. It's not providing the passionate people for people to follow. I mean, we wonder why people don't care about facts. They don't care about evidence. They don't care about research because nobody cares about that. That's the thing. That's the paradigm shift. You know, you don't need to be good at... You don't need to have the facts to win the debate. The fact, the thing is that I'm not asking people to throw research facts and things out the window. I'm asking them to be more honest. For me, archaeology and history has to have a disruptive element to it. It has to disrupt the common narrative. Because archaeology, well, hit, because history itself is what we've ground ourselves in, but at the same time, it's just uh, it's it's made up of all the weird psychotic ideas that we have about ourselves as a society. History is disconnected; it's all over the place. There's no narratives anymore. Instead, there are all these bits of information floating about the place. And to make sense of it all, you need stuff that is that just makes intuitive sense, or at least sounds like it makes intuitive sense. And that's what Graham is offering. Not only is he offering that, but he's offering somebody you can get behind, somebody who's passionate, somebody who's willing to talk about why they do what they do. And he doesn't need to connect it to that research directly. He doesn't need to talk about his book in this instance, but yet this is what makes him relatable. And I think that's possibly something archaeology can learn from, that when we interact with the public in at large, we have to be characters. We have to show ourselves. We cannot be simply talking about the facts and the research without any of the other context, without any of the other character 
or the finesse. The fact is, I want history to dethrone the victor. That's why I care about history. That's why I care about archaeology. Because I see it as a means of disrupting the idea that the people at the top of society deserve to be there or have earned their way there. I want archaeology to disrupt the idea that capitalism is a natural state of humanity when in fact it was a series of separate choices that became capitalism. These are really interesting and important things because they make us look at the world in a different way. So what I want you to go away and do is when you write your outreach, when you do your outreach, I want you to become part of that as well. Because I think that you guys and gals and everyone else are such great ambassadors for archaeology. I see it every single day and I want to see more of it. Anyway, that's the modern myth moment with me, an archaeologist. Um, this show, along with all the other shows in the Archaeology Podcast Network, are member-supported with uh, listeners like you. So if you want to go to ArtPodNet and click on the members area, you can sign up to our membership. We've got three different tiers with lots of goodies for our pro and supporting members. So go and check it out. Support us and help us kind of spread the messages like these. And um, obviously share with your friends on social media and be passionate. Oh yeah!